Welcome to The Forbes Factor, featuring celebrity TV host, million-dollar entrepreneur, and renowned health and fitness superstar, Forbes Riley, a familiar face from TV, as well as one of today's most sought-after female motivational speakers today. You'll connect with some of the top experts in health and fitness, business, and personal development, as well as some surprise celebrities, all sharing their insight, tips, and tricks to finding true happiness. Now, here's your host, Forbes Riley. Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to Wednesdays with Forbes, right here on the Forbes Factor, one of my favorite hours of the entire week. Uh, It is, for those of you listening live, it's a new year. Welcome to 2023. Wow, 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 and wow. Just what an interesting concept. So many thoughts flying around, so many people and energies and you know, whenever we get to this new year, we make a big deal about it. We have fireworks. It's a new year. Well, actually, it's just another day, depending on how you look at it. Or it could be a new year, a new start, which I think for so many of us, if we can get our heads in the right mindset, we can do anything. And uh, today's show is I'm going to bring a very special guest on who is not only a, a businesswoman, but a, a sign language interpreter, interpreter, translator and a dear friend. And tonight, if you're listening live, I would invite you to come to our thing called WWW Perfect Pitch Showcase. I'm on a roll here. I'm on a mission. And I don't know that I've ever been quite so inspired. For the last two years since COVID hit, everybody's life pivoted in whatever way it did. Uh, some of you were shocked. Oh my God, what's happening? The world is ending. Some of you took it in stride. Some of you business owners said, oh, whenever there's a disaster, I can make money. People who sold masks, who sold, oh, that's my agent, another deal. Oh my God. Or I should turn off my cell phone and my producers would love me even more. Uh, by the way, just to be clear, we are streaming live on my Facebook fan page. If you go to Forbes, if you go to facebook.com slash Forbes Riley fan page, you can interact live with me. I take questions. I, I love listening to you guys and comments. And getting back to my rant, you know, so many people had discovered the word in the last 10 years, entrepreneur. Nobody can spell it, but most people think they are one, whatever that is. They don't know how to define it. I'm an entrepreneur. What does that mean? Well, I I quit my job and I'm going to start a business. Whoa. Guys, it's a very interesting word. There's another word called wantrepreneur. You want that. Or mompreneur, like Chris Jenner, you, you, you leverage your children. But the sort of entrepreneurialism, for me, it came from my dad. My dad did not know of that word in the 60s and 50s. It was, that was not a word. What he was was an independent contractor who knew that if he didn't show up to work because he was his own boss, he didn't get paid. And so he was very mindful of how he ran his little business. And he so he taught me a couple of things. He taught me the idea that It's fun to not have a boss yelling at you and telling you what to do. Uh, It is, however, scary to be a freelancer. You never know where your next job is coming. And so a couple of skills that you must develop is you must be an expert pitcher, which means you need to pitch yourself all the time because people are always going to be hiring you. Technically, at the moment, I'm unemployed. I think I'm unemployable. I don't work for anyone. I have no desire to. I'll work with people. I'll work around people. I'll have people work for me. So I watched him have that lifestyle. I also, I really don't remember this until I was seven. He used to fly a lot. He used to be travel all around the country. And what was interesting for him was how much he loved his family. One day, as the story goes, I kind of remember it. I was seven years old. We're at the airport. I think we went to the airport every week to pick up dad. And my mom said, go, go run to your father. And I began to run. And I looked around and nobody looked familiar. And I stopped. 
he was not, he saw this whole thing happen. He was looking at me, I guess. And he burst out in tears. He thought, my little girl doesn't recognize me. And at that moment, he decided to shift his entire life. He no longer traveled. He found a, a way to work close to home because his family was very important to him. Uh, it was the most important thing. He was a beautiful father. Uh, this month is January. He died January 9th, 23 years ago. And uh, so it always is interesting to me when people say, Happy New Year. I personally get a little sad. January is a freaky month. January 2nd, 2020, Joshua, my love, was in a horrible motorcycle accident. January 9th, my dad passed away. And January 21st, my best friend, Scott, also, right around the time of the Super Bowl, left the planet uh, after he saved his home and many other homes from the fires in Malibu. So I'm always a little nervous about going, oh, happy. Just to me, it's a new year. It's a new year to take time, to take stock, to ask yourself some valuable questions about what do you want? Who do you want to be? Who do you think you are? And then I was just listening to the wonderful Les Brown. Uh, he and I are both on a thing called Real Summits. We're on tour right now with him and Grant Cardone and uh, Deepak Chopra and some other pretty powerhouses. I'm one of the only women there, which is, I love that. I've, I've, I've carried that torch my whole life of being one of the only women in a man's business world in a boardroom with men. Uh, I'll tell you a story that I don't know if I've ever told before. I don't know if I should tell it, but we were doing a thing, a product called Femme Free. And I was young, I was in my early 30s at the time, whole boardroom, this is a big product launch. Well, Femme Free was an analgesic topical pain relief for when you got period cramps. And at some point I'm watching these men argue back and forth about what they should be saying, where the cramp is with it. And I, in my typical Forbes rally, raised my hand and said, hey guys, which one of you got your period last month? Oh, shit. Well, here's the thing. I thought that was kind of cute. I, they did not like me. That was a sassy. Oh, uh. And I'm like, but you guys make no sense to me. You're telling me as a woman, what? Consequently, the product. And by the way, I said femme free is a bad name because I think if you're femme free, you just got divorced. Anyway, no one wanted to listen to me. My whole life, people are like, I don't want to listen to you. you. One of the problems when you think you're right, you better work for yourself because at some point people don't want to hear all the time that you are right or that you know better than they do. Uh, there's a lot of game playing. And so as I was listening to Les this morning, talk about the potential that you have inside of you and decisions that you make. And I'll leave you on this note. This last month during December, I personally lost three friends to suicide. I don't understand this. I'm going to bring this awareness because I don't understand this. I really don't. Uh, there's many contributing factors, none of which I'm an expert about, from the medications you take to the thoughts that you think to the news that we watch. One of them, my dear friend Eric the Trainer, was a lovely light bulb connector of a human being. Whenever you would see him, this man worked out with the top celebrities in Los Angeles. He had a family. He was loved. We were doing a project together. And I get this news. And what's the deal with shooting yourself? I mean, I got to tell you, I'm a chicken. If I'm going, I'm going to take a whole handful of pills and some shot of tequila. But um, the gun, that's pretty permanent. I'm gone. Dear 24-year-old who grew up across the street from my kids, taught my daughter to ride a bicycle, left parents that whose heart will never, ever heal, an older brother who is shattered beyond pieces, 24, just couldn't handle, he's gone. And then Twitch, who was a beautiful dancer, I watched him on So You Think You Can Dance, just changed the world of hip hop and pop and lock. 
He went on to co-host with Ellen DeGeneres. By the way, fame does not make you any happier. That's the irony here. Maybe money doesn't make you happier. Who knows? But married a beautiful woman, had three kids, also doing a lot of projects, went into a hotel room around the corner from his house. What's going on? So rather than just always saying, oh, wow, here's a new business you can do. Here's a new way to make money. How about we just take a breath and go, wow, what makes you happy? And that's for the first part of the show. I would love you to take out a pen and a piece of paper and just go, hmm, what makes me happy? What makes me want to stay on this planet? What makes me want to get up every morning? I think the first one is just gratitude. Um, curiosity. No one ever talked about this one. One of my core values is curiosity. I am relentlessly curious. I will watch documentaries and movies and travel around the world because I'm curious. Curious to see how you live. Curious to see how you handle problems. Curious about what I'll look like when I'm 80. I'm curious about everything. Uh, what makes me read books. There's a new TV series. I think it's on Netflix or one of those. It's a documentary um, narrated by, um, oh my gosh, just his name, he plays God in the movies. Morgan Freeman. And it's about the earth and how we all happened. And I have to tell you, as I'm sitting in bed watching with Joshua, this, this thing about the, how planets happened, how, but it also talks about this bear and her two cubs and how elephants, and it's just, it's fascinating. Oh, and the life of a sea turtle. Man, what a great planet we live on. Apparently we hit the, 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 the planetary lottery, guys, because Mercury's too hot. Venus is not working well. Mars, there's no water. Jupiter gets cold. One planet out of all, I don't know if there's life on other planets, but in this little solar system that we have. And by the way, apparently it's been here for billions of years, but we have all of this different life. And so I've just been sitting in bed. I was sick for the last three weeks. and I've been glued to the TV. This is so freaking cool. Think about fish. Think about elephants. Think about their noses. Think about your, the world is fascinating. My advice, turn off the news. You don't need to see who got hurt lately, who died lately. The news apparently, somewhere as us little humans decided that if it's, it bleeds, it leads. If it's bad news, we should watch it. And on the final note, uh, if you're listening to me live, this weekend, oh, yesterday, was the Golden Globe Awards. Uh, it was not televised last year because nobody wanted to, you know, COVID. Uh, this year is something phenomenal. And I like to find the beauty in everything I can. Here's my beautiful. I watched the speech by Angela Bassett. She won Best Supporting Actor in a Movie. Uh, I think Bessie is Best Supporting or Best Actress, I'm not sure, for Black Panther. She is a seasoned black woman, stunning, my absolute freaking hero role model in that movie. She is elegant and she is powerful and she is just unbelievable. And she got a golden glow. She got nom. That never happens. It happened last night. Michelle Yao, an Asian woman who's been in movies forever. She won. I love when she stood up there and she said, I stand on the shoulders of all the people who went before me. And for all the people who come after me, we have made a difference in the Asian community to win. Asian black did not win. At least as a male and female category. That's kind of cool, right? Um, and then a trans woman won last year. All right, this is an interesting time we're living in. And then finally, again, I just, I love this. I don't know why I love this because it's just this bright light, sunshine. Um, Austin Butler won for his portrayal of Elvis. Man, he spent three years on that movie. What a, a young kid who's just so dedicated. And then Jennifer Coolidge. Jennifer, my hat is off to you. I do not know you. You are by all means everything that Hollywood hates. You are a little thick. You're a little brassy. You're a little out there. And you freaking won it. I called the global when she got up there. What she said epitomizes my life. 
as a woman who had been on this journey by myself and people give you crumbs along the way, just enough to keep you going. They'll give you that movie that, I mean, I've got a movie coming out. Uh, I'm shooting a new one. I love, I still love my movies, but they'll give you just enough crumbs to keep you in Hollywood. And then her talent, her drive, just one and her gratitude last night just reminded me that even if you have a dream, most people will tell you you're an idiot. It's not going to happen. How dare you? That means it's a really good dream. It's a little bigger than the average person thinks. In my world, we call it Forbesing it when you achieved it. What have you Forbes lately? Okay. You Forbes something you manifested, especially when no one else thinks that you can do it. Ho ho. I have managed to do that. I have managed to grow a life that is bigger than me, that employs people to run a company with my name called Forbes Riley. And I show up almost every day, except when I was sick to help propel others. I'm so freaking proud of me. I have a post on Facebook. I said the other day, what would you say to your younger self? So as I will leave you with this very first segment, what would you whisper if you could lean over in that first grader's chair who was looking at the cute boy or not feeling good about herself or feeling awkward? What would you whisper in her ear or his ear to give him confidence to keep going? Because if you could bend time The story is, hey, it's going to be challenging, easy. That's not even a word in your vocabulary, but it's going to be a journey worth the ride. And you want to eliminate the negative naysayers. Mom and dad, they were your gift. They're not your outcome. If somebody told you that you were a klutz, don't believe them. Told you you were fat, laugh at them. I was told at 34, I was too old for Hollywood. They'll tell you all kinds of things. What you believe, the people you surround yourself with, how you uplevel others. And so for my life from here out, I did manage to become a mom at 42. One of the greatest things I ever did. So proud of myself that I didn't miss that one. Not for everybody, but for me, I wanted it. I needed it. And I'll tell you what, the universe gifted me with two beautiful kids who challenged me, but are moldable. And I invested a lot of time and energy. Um, life is not fair. If you happen to find that book called Life is Fair, it's under somebody's bed here because everyone says, you know, oh, life isn't fair. Well, then somebody must have thought it was fair. The rule books, I opened the book of rules and you know what it was? It was a blank, empty book. You write your own rules. There's rules you can write in there, you can follow, you can pretend. But I've lived long enough to know that my beliefs keep changing. I tell people, you want to hear about limiting beliefs, how they can change? Your beliefs are only what you believe. They're neither right nor wrong, but it's your belief. I have two words for you. Santa Claus. If you're a mom and dad, you know what I'm talking about. There was a time, man, believe, not believe. And I still tell my kids, if you don't believe, you don't receive. That's about the universe. That's how you start every day. That I believe there's greatness waiting for us. All you need to do is hold out your hands. Be grateful. Operate from a place of love. Money comes and goes. Give more than you get. And it is time for our very first break. So I'm going to introduce my guest when we come back. You're going to want to meet her. She's a pretty extraordinary woman. I'm so happy that she's on the platform with us today. If you found today's opening segment interesting and exciting, please share it. Yeah, tell people that Forbes Factor is here live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern. We also live on all of the amazing podcast platforms from iTunes to Sketch to Pandora. You name it, we're there. And then we live stream for all of my friends and family on my Facebook page. There's one8 million of you that I have touched your heart and soul. How exciting is that? I'm looking for 10 million. So if everyone could just share it with 10 friends, I'd be really grateful. All right, you guys, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after this message. My name is Forbes Riley. Listen to the Forbes Factor. We focus on health, wealth, and happiness. You got all three, man. You are living large. 
I'll be back in just a minute. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. If you hate going to the gym but want to shed that extra weight, finally get a flat stomach and tight toned arms, we have the most unique solution. And get this, it's fun and takes less than five minutes, two times a day. Developed by Fitness Hall of Fame inductee and TV health expert Forbes Riley. The Spin Gym is the most compact, low-impact, resistance exercise ever developed. This simple handheld device provides the most unique fat-burning, metabolic-boosting workout suitable for all fitness levels. You've seen it on TV and in print with more than 2 million sold. What are you waiting for? Get your Forbes Riley Spin Gym at buyspingym.com. Order now and discover how easy and fun it can be to get in the very best shape of your life in just five minutes. Guaranteed. There's never been another product like the Forbes Riley Spin Gym. So try it risk-free for 30 days. Visit buyspingym.com today. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on The Voice of America Variety Channel. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencer channel this is the voice america influencers channel be inspired you are listening to the forbes factor to call in with a question or comment please call 1-866-472-5795 that's 1-866-472-5795 or send an email to forbes at forbesriley.com now back to the show. Here's Forbes Riley. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I love my sponsors. And I love all my listeners. So hi, a big shout out to Melody and Gifty and Rick and Charlene and everybody who's listening. This is a great radio show. This is a great conversation. We always love to up-level. And I'm excited to introduce my first guest. Her name is Joe Welch, although it's a longer name than that, and she'll tell you why. Um, we met care of my trainings. She just ignited my head and my heart. And without further ado, let's bring her to the stage. Yo, Joe! With capital O, capital O, bigger than life. Hello, 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 everyone. Hey, Forbes fam. My name is my name is Joe Welch, but you're right. My full name is Jeanette Ocampo Welch. And so I'm a first generation American. So the Ocampo is there because my parents are from Colombia. And then I got married to a blues musician, but the love of my life, Monster Mike Welch. And so that puts together my name. But the reason I'm called Joe is because in sign language, I have a name that was given to me. And that is Joe. Yeah, J-O. And when I got married, so the J is your pinky just drawing in the air, right? And then the O. 
And so you can do that. So I have a friend who was both deaf and blind. And when I would come up to her, I would just give her a big smile. You know me. So ding. And so she put my J and then the O. And that's my wow. sign. Yeah. You said something in, in the break about uh, about me before we start, because I love uh, <laughs> what did you say? Give me a second to warm up. I promise I'm going to tell you all the love I have for you, Forbes. You're so amazing. It was just it was just a very, you just commented on me showing up, and I will tell you, I just appreciate that. I know you do. I, your love language is definitely gratitude, and any chance I have a, a, that moment to say, not only do you show up for yourself, but you show up for us. You show us what it means to... Um, be committed to your craft as well as the things that you're building. I, you know, for me, for a very long time, I was, I've been looking for coaches, especially as a first gen, as a Latina, I didn't always find the places that fit me. And so it added to that feeling of, as we were talking about like self-worth and what are we doing and, and where do we belong? Because I never had a place that felt like home. I will do a shout out to the first one I ever had, which was um, of the Enya Dream Accelerator with Denise Solar Cox, who I want you to meet because I think she'd be a fantastic presenter for, I think you have some projects coming up. So I want to make sure you guys make that connection. She's coming out with a new film. And I was in a room of first gen Latinas for the first time ever where everybody was like me. And when I said things, instead of having someone do the 75,000, like, how do we get to understanding? It just came so naturally. But then once that program ended, I didn't have anywhere to go. And I found you on a, on a summit <laughs> and I said, oh, let me see, you know, sometimes strong women, I have to find the ones who are going to love me for who I am. And from day one, you, you loved me. You knew I wasn't going to leave. You, you saw not only my potential, but that I am a dedicated member of this community because that's what I grew up in is a collective community, how we take care of each other, how we look out for each other. And the way you did that by knowing my name, every time I show up, you absolutely call me in, call me out. Um, you and I have already been through so much in just a little bit, a little amount of time. And I'll be back at your house because I'm going to win. And so just count on me. I'm taking that bedroom. I've already been in her bed. I just want to. <laughs> oh, wait, too much information. Oh, I love that. Love that. Yeah, guys, just to clarify that, I do an event called Forbes Factor here in my hometown. I own a television studio. Joe came as one of our amazing participants. Oh, look at this picture. I love, love, love that from Forbes Factor. And if you're a VIP, we invite you to a very high-end dinner at my home. It's black tie. And then last time we all just popped into my bed to take photos. It was a great opportunity. It ended at dessert. No, I'm just kidding. And, uh, and right now, if you're listening live tonight, we've got to think of the perfect pitch showcase. You know, Joe, it's interesting that you talk about community. I didn't grow up in one. This has been phenomenal. I'm going to advise all of you and everybody listening. I see Christian and Veal and Amy speak, get in front of people and speak. I don't care if you get in front of a high school crowd and inspire them with your story because your story is inspiring if you understand how to unpack it. But I've discovered so much about me because I've chosen this little path of being a speaker and no one, I never had to do that before. But apparently I led a very lonely life. We didn't have community. My parents were very isolated. They didn't really like people very much. And it was a very odd way to spend many years unpacking what it meant to be part of a community, why you would want to do that. And I think also they were immigrants, you know, they're from Ukraine and they're always very fearful. I grew up in a lot of fear, a fear that didn't exist for real. But I remember the first time I met other Ukrainians, I was like, cheekbones. Oh my God, you look, cause people are like, what are you? You're Italian, you're Hispanic. I'm like, no, I don't, I'm at that time. I thought I was Russian. And so fascinating to find a little bit of your people. I right, miss Joe Welch. Yeah. Um, what does it mean to be Latina? 
What does it mean to be Latina? Well, we're starting already there that the one of the things is very similar between us and a lot of other people out there is that we, you know, being a collective community where the, the success doesn't only come from you. And I think that, that especially when we are both things, because that's the whole first generation piece. So I'm not 100% Latina. I'm both Latina and American. And that was actually the struggle that I had because I didn't know how to balance it. And when I did the math as a kid, it was a deficit. Ooh. And a lot of years to realize that it was actually my superpower. And now I'm actually, I'm trilingual because I'm also a sign language, a certified sign language. I'm just trying to speak English and you're trilingual. This is interesting. No, and so a lot of the, a lot of the work that I do, and I won't do, I don't necessarily do it in, in formal courses, but in all my marketing, or if I'm doing something fun, or we'll talk about the Wolf Fairy and the things I've done, I actually just go from language to language. I let people know what's going on. Right. I just say, hey, we're going to do this in a couple languages. We I do one message. I do it in pieces. Um, and I'll tell you the Tony story when we get to the to the will stuff in a minute. But that just means that I can keep all my people with me. So that's and you know, it. you know how important it is. And you asked me why Latina. Yeah. About the collective culture and deaf, the deaf culture, deaf blind community also has provided me that. Well, so it's a really funny, odd thing for a little Jewish girl from the Ukraine in Long Island growing up in the 60s. I'm not sure why this happened. I was 10 years old and we, I'm not sure why, we had to write these short skits, this play. And I, we were learning Spanish at the time for no reason. Back in 1970, nobody was speaking Spanish in my community. It was Italian and Jewish, pizza, pasta, and matzah. Uh, nobody of color, nobody, and we were learning Spanish. And I wrote a bilingual script about, I, I wrote it because I wanted to kiss the cutest guy in class. His name was Jeff. And he and I were in the Andes Mountains as a, as a community. And these two Americans came in and then I wrote this entire script. And we got to act it out. And I remember we had a mimeograph back then. I wrote a script. I'm 10 years old. But got to speak Spanish and got to kiss the boy. So uh, I have a love for Spanish. I, I don't know. You buried the lead. You wrote that play so that you could kiss the boy. Absolutely. I discovered that if you want to get what you want, you just got to figure out how to do it. Oh, yeah, totally. I know it was absolutely insane when I think about it. This little 10-year-old. I like. I would like her to whisper into my ear what she was thinking because I probably should do this because she didn't fit in anywhere. Can you imagine? And I know this is not an interview about me, but heck. Uh, one of the things is I was too smart for school. Now, I know that sounds weird, but in second grade with seven years old, I'm doing linguistics with the principal. And by fifth grade, we had a box of like, you know, high school, they think you could do this box for extra credit. When I finished the third box, they were like, what do we, what do, we do with her? I was like, so driven. You give me, I couldn't wait to do that. I think that's you and I share this. If you give it to us, we can't wait to do it and get it done. Yes. And on top of that, we see it and we go, oh, there's a better way to do this. How can we make this better? But I wanted to comment to your Spanish, though. So my mom came here in the, in the early 60s at, on a visa from Colombia, but she was working in the houses. She worked oh. in Long Island at, a, at a two family houses. The second one, um, the Hollands family became like grandparents to us. They just have always been part of our legacy. My mom, what town? Uh, Great Neck. Ah, oh, okay. So there's, there you have it. So for those of you not clear on Long Island geography, Long Island is a very long, skinny island. Uh, it's about an hour to drive north to south, about three and a half hours to drive east to west. The top of it, Great Neck, was the rich people. Where I was, was the not so rich people. We lived on the beach, though. Who knew? You know, it's so funny because they've redone Long Island. In the 20s, it had boardwalks. And my grandfather, I guess, had come out and visited whatever. And they wore tuxedos. And then it went to trash. And at some point, somebody woke up and said, wait, we've got beachfront property 30 minutes from New York City. 
But when I grew up, it was definitely, we were all kind of scrappy. My point being that I wonder if the Spanish was so that you could talk to the people in your house because my mom lived with those families. No, 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 no. We did not have helpers. No, no, no. In fact, my parents were, my my parents, if you look under the word prejudiced, racist, and small-minded, there's my mom and dad. They were just, they didn't know what they, you know, I look at how cultures come about and how cultures view each other. And a lot of it is fear-based. You just don't know. If you've ever sat down with somebody of a different culture as a human, one-on-one, had a meal, traveled with them, and I luckily have traveled the world with a backpack, you discover that there is no such thing as a race of people. People are people. Some are idiots, some are greedy, some are of every ilk. But the greatest thing that I've discovered is to take people for who they are and enjoy all the differences, the flavors. And what we have in common, Latina culture and Jewish culture, we're huggers, we're family, we love on each other. I, my, my, my first husband is Irish. I would go over to his house. You know what his mother would do? She'd go, hi, nice to meet you. Sit down. Would you like a drink? What do I want to drink? No, I don't want to drink. I want food. Two hours later, can I have some food? Is there a refrigerator here? My mother, you walk into the house and every Latina family, here, I have a sandwich. I'm like, oh my God, here, I'm just making some food. You want some food? Like they shove things in your face. Very culturally oriented. And I love it. And, and the, the success of the group, and that's one of the struggles, right? The success of the group is very powerful. And then as we are first gens, where we have both of those sides, we're getting pulled to want to do our own thing. And so especially at the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey, that was a lot of my struggle. In the deaf community as an interpreter. Okay, well, so now let's go back to that for a second, because I went to American language. I, I actually learned sign language. I, and I suck at it. I never quite, and I'm an actress, and I would love the way the deaf communicate is so actor, so expressive, so it's fascinating. And I think I did, I didn't have a deaf friend. I think it had more to do with the play. I think when Marley Matlin came out and she won an Oscar for that, our community decided to embrace what it meant. Why the deaf community? Why are you concerned or involved? Oh, involved. Well, it actually starts with, uh, I had a friend who was deaf and he, you know, I didn't see, all I saw was this cool guy doing a bunch of signs in the eighth grade. We sat in our history class. And then I, you know, he's still an amazing leader, John Paul Javin in South Florida. And we were sitting there and there was an interpreter. I didn't see her, but I'm still friends with her now because we're colleagues, but I would just learn all these signs because like you said, we're curious. And so I was like, I want to know, I want to talk to this person. And then we ended up going to different high schools. It petered away. And then I saw him when I was 18 and I had nothing to say. And that killed me. It Mm -hmm. just, like, I was like, what, how did I let this guy down? And I was a theater major in college and a bartender because with those two things are, you know, inter interchangeable, but what it did for me, I was a late bloomer as well. Heavy kid. You know, I have a lot of the similar stories, not a big, while I have a lot of presence, my ego was definitely in a very different uh, place, but being a bartender gave me a lot of power and agency. And I also decided to leave the theater program and go into being um, a sign language interpreter, started taking some classes, blink, blink. I moved from Miami to Boston, put my suitcase down by myself. The blizzard of 96 came and dropped 107 inches. I'd been in Florida for most of my upbringing. And so I was there and I'm like this and I have not left. That was January 1st, 1996 when I moved up here and I finished my degree. I've worked in multiple facets a lot. Again, going back to the theater and performer, I'm those things. I'm the chronic stage manager. I'm all about making it work and how can we do it together, team building. And so I've been doing that my whole career. And then 
but that's not the place for me to make my millions. That's the place. That's my heart centered love. That's where I get better so that I can do better. And I was really struggling with that. I was really, really having a hard time shifting into being an entrepreneur that says I'm worth money. I'm worth charging. I'm, I don't have to give everything away for free and that I can bring my people with me that I can, that I can take people along on the ride. That is part of the training that I just love. This word entrepreneur has a lot to do with self-esteem. Do you think that you're worth it? Yeah. The first time you charge more than you've ever imagined charging or you pay more than you ever imagined paying for something very, uh, it's all about mindset. Talk to me for a second about a friend of yours who's deaf and blind. So um, I, I, I'm going to, I don't, I'm pretty sure. Well, I don't know. She might be seeing this now, but I, she's, since I'm not signing, she wouldn't be, but I'm just going to say hi to all my friends anyway. Because, See, I told, it's so freaking expressive. I love it. Love it. Love it. And, and, and uh, the, especially being an interpreter, I, especially being an interpreter, there's a lot around um, being an actor behind that. But my friend, not just one friend, but I actually have worked in the deafblind community that they have both diagnoses at minimum, there might be others. And so you have someone, and because of different reasons, like uh, Usher syndrome, retinitis pigmentosa, there's different reasons why people get both um, diagnoses. Wow. And language is impacted depending on when deafness came in, when blindness came in. Some people go are completely deaf, meaning that they are tend to be sign language users. Other people who have a, a larger hearing um, capacity throughout their lives. It's all choice. That's the other thing. Like anything that I say right now is not going to define anybody. What it was for me is I, you know, is I met somebody, I loved sign language, and then I started meeting communities and they allowed me in. They let me, they said, okay, you you know, you, we're going to teach you what we know. And I got to build a community again. Recording in progress. Sorry about how much recording that. What, what percentage of people around the world are deaf? You know, I don't know those numbers offhand. Um, I I believe the, at last count, ASL is the third largest language in the United States. But wow. I couldn't tell you. It is a large percentage. Um, and it and I and just for the bigger picture, also just kind of bigger picture to everybody listening here. Um, while I can't answer, and I shouldn't answer, one of the one of the things that's so important to me is if we're going to talk about deafness, I want to make sure that a deaf person is here. If we're going to talk about the intricacies of deaf blindness, I want to bring someone who is deaf blind because people should be telling their own story. I think we can agree. However, um, one of my big plugs and, and Forbes, we did this together. Even when I was there, was getting the Zoom captioned, and that is like literally the least amount you can do to make sure that people. I could not come onto this platform until I knew that my friends could come and watch the captions. And, you know, and so you said, all right, let's do it. You got your whole team on board. Even Riker got on, got in and was helping me. And, uh, oh, and by the way, he lives 20 minutes from my house. FYI. That's crazy. Hey, we have two minutes for our first break. Uh, when we come back, by the way, Riker's my son, just to be clear. Uh, I do love that we have captions available now. You know, we don't know what we don't know. I had a very weird moment I'll share with you, and I, and I don't need conversation for this, but just to put it out there. I was doing an event, and we gave away a prize. Uh, I didn't, he said, you have to be in the room to win. I didn't call the woman's name, no response, went on to someone else. She then called me out several weeks later and said, where's my prize? I'm like, excuse me. 
said, well, you called my name, but I, I, I told your team I couldn't turn on my camera and I'm so tired of being discriminated against because of blah, blah, blah. I said, wow. Um, and she, she got mad at me for being discriminatory. And I thought, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, let's unpack this for a second. Number one, I am not discriminatory of anyone. And you see the people in my community from people who have no arms and legs, who are, who are quadriplegic, who are of all kinds of things. That's the least. We're very inclusionary. You have to realize that you have your own private world and your interpretation of everything. And I felt, I really kind of pushed her buttons to, most importantly, just rethink that people are not out to get you. They're really not. They, most of the time, people don't think about any of us. That's the irony. Um, and so I just think for all of us, just realize that people are different. They have different experiences of the world. And to be polite and to realize that you don't, you don't hear the world the way other people do. You don't see the world the way other people do. And just to be mindful. You think that's fair? I do. And uh, what I would say is also give the time to think about your potential audience. And that in itself will start the, the chain reaction of starting to carve out time and, and finding what people need for their own communications. Right, when we come back, we're going to talk about what you're up to. You've got a couple of things that you're happening. You're doing an event. Uh, you should, she's known as the Will Fairy. You want to know why you need a fairy named Joe? Let me know. Uh, but we'll be right back after this message, guys. Don't go away if you're on Facebook. Keep watching. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. If you hate going to the gym, but want to shed that extra weight, finally get a flat stomach and tight toned arms, we have the most unique solution. And get this, it's fun and takes less than five minutes, two times a day. Developed by Fitness Hall of Fame inductee and TV health expert, Forbes Riley. The Spin Gym is the most compact, low-impact, resistance exercise ever developed. This simple handheld device provides the most unique fat-burning, metabolic-boosting workout suitable for all fitness levels. You've seen it on TV and in print with more than 2 million sold. What are you waiting for? Get your Forbes Riley Spin Gym at buyspingym.com. Order now and discover how easy and fun it can be to get in the very best shape of your life in just five minutes. Guaranteed. There's never been another product like the Forbes Riley Spin Gym. So try it risk-free for 30 days. Visit buyspingym.com today. Do you feel you have a bigger life's purpose than you're currently living? Of course you do. Activate your passion as you tune in to Sovereign Self with host Sophia Renea Morales. Become the conscious creator of your own life. Connect with your most powerful and purposeful self in order to make big things happen for you now. Sophia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power too. Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to The Forbes Factor. To call in with a question or comment, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Forbes at ForbesRiley.com. Now back to the show. Here's Forbes Riley. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome back. You know, it's so funny. As I'm looking at myself on screen, I'm yellow. I, is it, you're, a little, like, you're a little pink. I'm a little yellow. Is there, is there a category for people, for those of us who are yellow? 
Um, <laughs> I have these crazy undertones. I'm like, I don't want to be them. Teeth are white, skin yellow. <laughs> ah, I miss Joe Welch. Um, tell us what you do professionally right now besides sign language translations. I am, well, I do a few things. I'm an author. So I just want to point this out that I'm a collaborating author in Bos Latinas, the anthology right here. Well, watch out for them, baby. Oof. No, 31 amazing Latinas telling their origin stories. Not only was I a collaborating author, but I was also the assistant editor. Our editor caught COVID just before the, the launch and putting everything together. And she allowed me to step in and use some of my, my zone of genius is like right before something's due. In fact, FYI Forbes, if you ever need someone who knows how to hustle and be strategic, I'm your, I'm your girl for- oh, We should talk about that. You know, it's funny that you say about Boss Latina is my best friend. Uh, a woman who demanded to be my friend when I moved here locally. Her name was Frances, mother of three, had lost her eyesight, uh, couldn't drive, got enough of it back to to be uh, around. But this chick is Puerto Rican. Let me tell you something about what she did for me and my style. I think I am Forbes Riley because of Frances, man. She was like, you can't wear that one. You, you got the energy, the attitude. She changed my entire life. She was there helping me with my kids, launching my spin gym. And then, damn it, she had a slight allergy uh, with her with dogs. Was at her son's house at 51. We were getting ready to launch my product. She went out to the middle of the night, tried to ring the doorbell to get some attention, had an asthma attack. And at 51, she died on the doorstep. So, so uh, it's one of my worst stories ever. I get that Francis is watching me. It's Francis Diaz, uh, still friends with her kids. And uh, man, miss that lady like crazy, because if you want a woman in your corner, Colombian and Puerto Rican, man, they are relentless. <laughs> we are relentless. And so I just want to say, you said just spin gym. I just want to, to point out, guys, you know, one, this is my new year um, and I'm making sure that I do my spin gym every single day. So I always have it in my in my purse. Yes, for those of you watching on, on audio who don't realize what you just saw, because it's also a radio show, is that <laughs> if you go to shop Forbes Riley, you will see the coolest handheld fitness product that is responsible for my abs, my ass, and my arms all looking the way they do. And at 62 years old, I got a 45-year-old Mr. Olympian husband. Let me tell you something, spingym.com. <laughs> I also have a trophy husband. He's nine years younger than me. So I just yes! want another way where we have a lot of a lot in common. My philosophy, get them young and train them. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying, just saying not for everybody, but for us, it's working. <laughs> so beyond the authorship, I actually am working on another uh, another book and working towards getting that done this year. Uh, wow. I'm doing a partnership with, and so I'm mentioning, the reason I'm mentioning all my networks is because I, the, the basis of like the bigger picture of Ask Joe in my business is that I don't want to teach the things that other people are teaching. At its core, I'm an accountability success person, right? Like, so I can talk to people and find the ways to get them, but I don't want to be the one to creating content. If something's coming up, I'm going to send them to you. I'm going to send them over here. So I'm just loving the, the stuff that I'm doing and I'm working with the Women Entrepreneurial Network. Haley Gray is doing also a collaborative author work. You know her, and so I'm in, I'm going to be one of her collaborating authors for that. And I so, that. Uh, you got an event coming up. Talk to me. Oh, oh, thank you for asking. Okay, so tomorrow and Friday at 8 p.m. I have the New Year Will Fairy Challenge. So the, the website is willfairychallenge.com, super straightforward. And what that is, is a little taste because we know, Forbes, that people don't want to talk about their will, right? We've, you've been telling stories. I have some stories to share. May I share my stories and how I, how I got here to create even create such a thing? 
So there's two stories to tell that that are just very powerful for me. My husband, as I told you, is a blues musician and his he and his partner and us and our families and our, our band, we created this amazing record. And just as we were on the height and we were really moving forward, Mike Ledbetter died and he also died in January. So I feel you that this is a this is a tough month because it's just this reminder at this point at that in my life, you know, in 2019, we were on top of the world. And the loss was so great that I really don't remember much of 2019. And the other part was I felt completely helpless and hopeless. I didn't have any documents. I didn't have any paperwork. I didn't, I didn't even know how to show up. And I just would stand around and be as present as possible. But that level of grief, you know, those of you out there who have been through their Forbes, I know you've been through it. I'm, I'm, I stand with you and I send you fortitude because it is a tough, it's a tough thing to just have everything taken away. In 2020, we know the pandemic hit. And so a dear friend of mine, Tony Barraza, I love him. He is a brother to me. He is a brother and he's Latino. He's in the deaf community. He's a sign language interpreter. So I knew the scope of his world. And all of a sudden he went into a full-on coma for 31 days. Pandemic, nobody could come in. Nobody knew what was going on. And all I did was I watched the, the you know, Twitter sphere, the Facebook fear, everything going crazy, all this stuff. And I created, I actually have a, a specific design where I create a, a private group and I monitored it. That was where I did the ASL English and Spanish and just held space until I'm going to, I'm glad to say that Tony is alive and well doing fantastic. It was only 31 days, but he, he also didn't have any documents. He didn't have a will. And as you can imagine, once he was able to write one, he wrote one immediately. And so those two are just some examples. I know Forbes, you have your, um, your amazing partner who was writing the, getting the book together for your, for your writers. Yeah. Yeah. That was a, I was also on top of the world. I had just made 300 entrepreneurs, best-selling authors. We were working on an imprint called One Habit. We created four books in about five months. One of them had 820 pages to it. Hit international bestseller almost immediately. We were on top of the world. And uh, he just texted me one day, said, I'm not feeling very well. Next day, said, I'm going to shut some stuff down. I'm nearly not feeling well. Then I didn't hear from him. They found him in a hospital. He got into a coma. And within four weeks, he was gone. And no real paperwork. I had, we never signed an agreement. We I had paperwork in the process, man. And when it's over, it's freaking over. And I think his family was so mad at me because I said this one sentence. I said, do you guys have access to his laptop? I'm not being greedy, guys. He had all the information, never shared it. Didn't really think about it because none of us think about it. And so, Joe, when you say Will Ferry, what does that mean? What should we be thinking about? You should be thinking about that we are so resistant and so you need sometimes a little something to to whisper in your ear and have the conversation put your guard down i truly believe that it, there's a lot of myths and misconceptions about what a will is and then we're going to circle back to the beginning of this conversation that everything these big decisions have to do with self-esteem this is my assumption this is my philosophy on this sometimes people don't want to talk about the will i think that that people don't want to talk about it because they think it's about death. I actually believe it's that we are embarrassed that we haven't achieved the things we thought we would by now. And we don't want to look at it. And therefore we don't think we have enough value. I talk to people with businesses and families and estates and things. And they, I said, do you have a will? No. Well, I really don't have anything to leave anybody. And the disparity between the reality and that, and that statement is so grand. It's so big that unless you're thinking and putting yourself into mindset that what I'm doing has value, 
that me by myself, I don't own. A, so, and that's what I said. I didn't own a house. I don't own a house, but that's what I thought I needed to have a will, a house, property, a horse, I guess, or, or a boat. I don't know. But the place I hold in my life is the thing of value. And the other thing of value is, you know, I'm not going to put, I won't put you out like this, but I ask a lot of people, how much is your time worth? Yeah. You know, is your time worth, even if it's a dollar, $50, $100, $1,000, $10,000, whatever that is, if someone leaves without their will and you're the person having to pick up the pieces, literally there is a bill waiting of all the time that you're going to invest in picking that up, going to the court, going to the fees, having to get their Facebook profile changed because they didn't have something, looking for documents, looking for permission. And we don't think about that. And so this is, you know, this is the need out there. You are building your businesses. You are working towards your legacy and your future. And right now, something is stopping you from making sure that the next generation gets it. I'm, I'm there. I totally understand it. It's, it's an interesting topic. So to that end, you're doing two events back to back? It's a, a two-day. So yes, Thursday and Friday. Uh, you go to the Will Ferry challenge.com. You'll sign up. And, and like a lot of our programs, you're going to have a Facebook community because community is everything. You'll also have direct access to me. We do have a VIP program. So those who want to have direct, even more contact with me, you'll be able to be in that Zoom room with me. That's happening for two days, Thursday and Friday. And then simultaneous, what I'm launching right here is the legacy effect. And it's about changing our mindset starting with really acknowledging our value and spending roughly about six weeks with me where we do activities. I've caught, so here's the, here's the weird part. I didn't expect this. I actually am building in quiet time into our sessions so that people can put their world aside and say, I'm just going to focus on my will right now. And there's good. There's of course the sessions, there's going to be a workbook. We have a community, there's legal services built in. If that's what you need, if you've got your own, that's totally fine. And at the end, not only are you going to have your will, but you're going to have the bigger picture, which will for me is the, is kind of small talk for the story of your life. The most important book you'll ever write. I love that. I love, love, love that. Congratulations. I just did my first keynote and it's called the legacy effect. The most important book you'll ever write. I did it for uh star marketing summits this last Saturday. I got, uh, I was able to do 75 minutes with these amazing, again, more amazing communities. And I know they're coming out to support me tonight. So a lot of them will also get to meet you. Well, and I really appreciate that. Um, the evolution that we've spent together, learning the art of the pitch, what has that meant to you? I am, um, I am somebody who has a lot of ideas. I have passion. I am a doer. So I have a list of things that are on the surface very good. But, and, and this has happened in stages, but I didn't have the right direction because I didn't have scope. The way I call it, and, and, and I'll refer to this in my books as well, is called a chair in the room. If I'm in an empty room, I don't know what to do. Lay on the floor, I guess. But if you put a chair in the room, I can make kindling. I can, I can whittle something. I can burn food. You know what I mean? Like I needed something to anchor myself, to push up against, to be able to take myself to the next level. You are me in so many ways, right? I know that we're not the same person. No, no, no. I, don't get me wrong. I'm smiling because I love it and I see it too. It's good. It's good. The energy, the um, like, don't, I mean, if you're going to talk to me, it's not because you want to like sit around and see about something you want, you want answers. 
you want to take it to the next level. I'm actually, one of the new programs I'm going to have is an Ask Joe membership. So people can call me and ask me questions and they'll be, they'll, I'll get, they'll get my attention. And the irony is I've got a program called Next Level. <laughs> Because that is exactly where all my arrows were pointing. And that, right. Yes. Yes. Like I, I was so sad that I didn't make OPP after Forest Factor this, this spring. And so this is one of her programs and I just, I couldn't afford it. And also time-wise I couldn't afford it. That's great. OPP, I don't know if you realize this. OPP is next level on steroids. The other thing I love is a really good deal. So if there's something where I get a really, where it feels like I'm winning because of a You've got, you said, I love swag. Like you have me, you had me at hello. When I saw that OPP was in there, I nearly, I was like, yes, thank you. Oh, so many people don't realize what OPP is guys. We've got two minutes to close. Here's the thing, Joe, you're on a podcast today. You're going to direct them to what you're doing. You want to be on lots of podcasts, build your email list for free. You want to come and take your life to the next level. Um, You'll hear more and more about that in my Facebook world. Joe, as we have a very short limited time, a lot of your friends are watching, including Tammy Q and Amy Mahoney and other people. Uh, Give me a message for the world. Go. My message for the world. My quote, this is a Joe Welch quote. Everything is possible. What's left is choice. If you are surrounded with good people, if you are Uh, If you are getting a reflection of the goodness you want in the world, then you're going to feel more powerful to make those choices. If you think things are not possible, it's because the reflections are not coming. Your joy is not coming back at you. So everything is possible. But what's left is my name. Yeah, I love that. I'm sorry. We have one one minute. How do people find you? JoeWelch.com is the link tree of all the things, the fun. Oh, I sing karaoke. Oh, I forgot to mention national anthem. You can find the link to my national anthem there. I did it with EJ Joseph, a deaf black actor at Fenway in front of 32,000 people. I I love you. I love people. JoeWelch.com. And that's J-O, no E. You got six seconds. Give us a little song, just literally like a line of a song. Uh, you're broken down and tired, living life on a merry-go-round. You can't find the fighter, but I see it in you. You're going to walk it out because we, ooh, yeah, we're going to rise up, my guys. You've been listening to The Forbes Factor here with Joe Welch, what a beautiful special guest for today. I will see you next time. Be well, be safe, be happy, be outrageous and adventurous. That's what I stand for, you guys. My name is Forbes Riley. You listen to the Forbes Factor. Share it with your friends, and I'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Thank you for making the Forbes Factor an important part of your week. Be sure to join Forbes Riley again next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. We'll see you again soon.